वी आर डूइंग कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर टू हिरण्य कश्यप किंग ऑफ द डीमन्स वी हैड डन टिल वर्स नंबर इलेवन सो वी विल डू फ्रॉम वर्स ट्वेल्व सो इमीजिएटली गो वेर एवर देर इज अ गुड प्रोटेक्शन फॉर द काउज एंड ब्राह्मणाज एंड वेर एवर द वेदाज आर स्टडीड इन टर्म्स ऑफ द वर्णाश्रम प्रिंसिपल सेट फायर टू दोज प्लेसेज एंड कट डाउन द रूट्स द ट्रीज देयर विच आर द सोर्स ऑफ लाइफ Thus, the demons, being found of disastrous activities, took Hiranyakashyapu's instructions on their head with great respect and offered his obeisance. According to his directions, they engaged in envious activities directed against the living being. So, this is a story which we are continuing from last week. That is Hiranyakashyapu's story. So, he has instructed his demons to take up a place where they can establish their own kingdom, and. From there, now we will see how the whole thing unfolds. The demons set fire to the cities, villages, pasturing grounds, cow pens, gardens, agricultural fields with natural forests. They burn the hermitages of the saintly people. The important mines that produce valuable metal, the residential quarters of the agriculturists, the mountain villages, and the villages of the cow protector, the cow herd. They also burn the government capitals. So. the demons have a rampage on literally the every place over there right from the cities to government offices to and you know, the mines to the villages and so on and so forth some of the demons took digging instruments and broke down the bridges the protective walls and the gate gates that is the gopuras of the cities <laughs> some took axes and began cutting the important trees that produce mango jackfruit and other sources of food some of the demons took firebrands and set fire to the residential quarters of the citizens they disturbed again and again by the unnatural occurrence caused by the followers of hiranyakashyap all the people had to cease the activities of the vedic culture not receiving the results of the yagya the demigods also disturbed they left their residential quarters in the heavenly planets and unobserved by the demons began wound wandering on the planet earth to see the disaster after performing the ritualistic observances for the death of his brother hiranyakashyap being extremely unhappy tried to pacify his nephews o king hiranyakashyap was extremely angry but since he was a great politician he knew how to act according to the time and the situation with sweet words he began to pacify the nephews whose names were sakuni sambara drishti भूतसंतपना वृका कलनभा महानभा हरीशमरु एंड उत्का ही ऑल्सो कंसोल्ड हिर मदर सिस्टर इन लॉ ऋषभानु एज वेल एज हिज ओन मदर डीति ही स्पोक टू देम ऑल एज फॉलोज ना हिरण्य कश्यप इज टेकिंग चार्ज एंड ही इज बिकॉज हिज ब्रदर इज डेट हिरण्य कश्यप इज डेट एट द बिगिनिंग ऑफ टाइम वेन दी अर्थ वॉज बींग लिफ्टेड फ्रॉम द बॉटम ऑफ द ओशंस that time the brother was killed so now hiranyakashyap who is the demon god at that point in time he is taking his entire team into confidence that is all his nephews and everybody that was there so what is he going to say hiranyakashyap said my dear mother sister in law and nephews you should not lament at the death of the great hero for a hero's death in front of the enemy is glorious and desirable my dear mother in a restaurant or a place for di- drinking cold water many relate travelers are brought together and after drinking water they continue in their respective destination similarly living entity joined together in a family and later as a result of their own action they led apart in their destination 
so it is like as if all the travelers are coming together at one destination at one place which is the watering hole and they drink over there and they eat over there and after some time they go on their own path it is exactly the same as we consider that uh, in an ocean there are so many bubbles that are rising each two three bubbles they will rise together if these bubbles which are rising together they appear as a form of a group a homogeneous group it appears like they they are a form of a family they are as if you know we can call them mother brother sister aunt uncle so many things you know and they are all rising together at the top of the ocean and when they rise and after some time they burst so does it mean that that bubble which is you is having a family or something like that no it's like you meet people on the road even if you are given birth by an by the mother the mother is only like an instrument so we should never consider a mother a, a father a brother a sister as something which is related to each other do we have just come together by means of our karma our karma has brought us together see in our workplace we do not have any such kind of a misunderstanding in the workplace everybody is a colleague everybody is representing a different set of family okay we do not consider your the, the next the colleague who is sitting in your next cubicle as your brother or somebody like that no you don't even consider that or your sister sitting over there nothing like that you consider them as people who have come for a common purpose that is working together and then going away on their own to their respective destinations in the same way in this material world we have all come together and appear like a family the family is a homogeneous unit now the amount of emphasis given in the western world for a family 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 it has no value actually look at all these thanksgiving dinners that people have everybody is carrying the biggest knife with them or the biggest gun with them if you look at all the hidden things that are there under their tables not in physical reality but in the mental case you know one person is carrying the biggest khanjar in their hand but they are sitting at a at a dinner table and they are enjoying it <laughs> i mean a laughter and all those things but there is so much of deceit in each of them they may be father brother sister mother whoever it might be but still at the end of the day it is full of deceit and people talk about families and all that i mean what families are you talking about there is nothing like a family family by the way sorry you know a mother doesn't know the own child or the child doesn't know the father in the same way one brother is an enemy of another brother same way a husband and wife which might have bound themselves in a matrimony is just a relation it is just something which a, a paper is declaring okay you are married to so and so but this is all nonsense because scriptures are never even going to recognize this forget the scriptures you yourself you yourself should understand that this is all nonsense this is all bullshit and fake why because we are like travelers coming together for a common purpose for drinking for eating in a restaurant you come together isn't it so in this case the third d is very important we call the three d's you know the first one is dispassion second one is detachment and third one is discrimination discriminate over there what is real over there this family and all this uh, you know even the children born of you are not real i'm telling you this 
So Hiranyakashap is very clear in his undertaking. For the material world, he has his mother, his brother-in-law, so many people around him. So he gathers all of them and he is telling, you should not cry just because my brother is dead, you know, that Hiranyaksha is dead. We are not bothered about it. Basically, they, the great Vishnu is our enemy, our clan, our, our community's enemy. So we need to kill him. So that is the only reason why we should all gather together. We have a common enemy, okay? So you, me and everybody, because he's taken the life of this supposedly worldly brother. So he's very clear in that. So my, my dear mother, in a restaurant or a place for drinking cold water, many travelers are brought together. And after drinking water, they continue in their respective destination. Similarly, living entities join together in a family and later as a result of their own action, they are led apart to their destinations. It's like, look about, uh, see, see, see your own self. You have moved away from your own family because one, uh, you all are staying in US and somebody is staying in some other country. Why is that so? Everybody has their own lookout, isn't it? You have your own jobs, you have your own things to do. Tomorrow you may, you know, some uh, you are married and some of you get married. You think that's going to last? Everybody is going to, you will have your own children, they will go in one direction, you will go in one direction. Nobody is going to stay together for a common purpose. There is nothing like a common purpose. You have to be on your own. Understand this one thing very clearly. Family brings it as a common purpose. Okay? The common purpose even in the Bible is said that to create the future generation. You know, Bible says that you come together as a husband and wife so that you can create the next generation. After that, your work is over. It is like in the birds and in the animals you must have seen, you know, in all those insects you have seen. Just after mating, the queen kills the person, that that particular uh, animal that is there or that creature that is there. Why does that happen? Because the work is over, the finished. Your job is just to provide the sperms or whatever. That's it. Beyond that you are of no use. So you create a next generation and your job is over. After that, what are you supposed to live like? I mean, you are supposed to basically live like brothers or sisters or something like that. I mean, as if you are, you are acquaintances. In an acquaintance, tu kitna piya, mai kitna piya. <laughs> like you are drinking water, okay, I am not saying any other thing. <laughs> so, you are sitting in a restaurant and you are saying, okay, let us order this. Or you order masala dosa, I will order idli. There is a time when you get married, when you eat from each other's tali. I am sorry, after that the tali is separate and after that the rooms also separate. And after that, <laughs> everything separates. These relationships which are there, which are basically for a particular purpose, they serve their purpose and after that the relations are over. The mother serves the purpose by giving birth to the child. After that her job is over. The child in turn gets married to another woman. Then having their own children, their job is over. So that is all. This is how the world is being created. So you will find that the animals and the other you know, birds and all, they follow this principle very clearly. I, yesterday I was reading some very funny incident. Okay, let me share it with you. Okay, there is a great president of America. Uh, what's his name? I've forgotten. Coolidge. 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 President Coolidge was there, no? 
Now, President Coolidge was, uh, this is called the Coolidge effect. It's there in the Wikipedia and all. You should uh, listen to this. This is a very interesting episode. So, Coolidge effect is uh, uh, President Coolidge of America. Uh, now, he and his wife had gone on a, on a, there is a state farms, you know, farms. They have the cows and uh, chickens and all put together. So, they, they were visiting a state farm. At that time, Mrs. Coolidge, she is gone to a, a place where they have this uh, coop, you know, where all the hens and the cocks and all are, the roosters are there. So she observes that the rooster is mating with so many hens. Okay. So she tells uh, the person, the person in charge of the farm, please show this to my husband when he comes over here. President Coolidge, you send his, uh, tell him, see what this uh, rooster does, you know, he is mating with so many, uh, rather, he is uh, doing times. like this, many times, many times, he, he does it many times. So, when President Coolidge comes, uh, so, at that time, the person in charge of the farm says to President Coolidge, you know what, uh, your wife has asked me to tell you that this rooster does it many times in a day. Okay? And uh, President Coolidge asks him, not with one, no? <laughs> with many other heads, that is what he said. So it was a joke, basically. And this is called the Coolidge effect. The Coolidge effect has been studied by the American universities for donkey's years, by the way. <laughs> So, it is like, you know, it's like this person is coming in a hen farm, you know, where you meet so many other people. And everybody is like this. The whole world is full of this. That is why Hiranyakashyap is very clear in his undertaking. He says, you know, nobody is related to each other. We are just like, you know, travelers coming in one place and drinking water or something and going away. So, he says, the spirit soul the living entity has no death for he is eternal and inexhaustible. Now you will be wondering how does Hiranyakashyap know so much? He has more knowledge than a realized person. Can you see that? So he is giving lecture to his mother and every other person. He is a realized being. Understand? He is the Dwarpal of Vishnu. Dwarpal means doorkeeper of Vishnu. So he knows everything. So he is also telling this. The spirit soul, the, he knows there is a spirit soul. The living entity has no death. For he is eternal and inexhaustible. Being free from material contamination, he can go anywhere in the material or the spiritual world. This, we should know this. We are material beings, you know. All of us are actually material beings. But how we have restrictions. If, if I ask you, can you get out of this body and roam the spiritual world, you will laugh at me and say, <laughs> what are you talking about? I can't even roam out of my house because there is no outside. Okay? So you will say that. But sorry, what I what Hiranyakashyap is saying that everybody is capable. Capability is there in every human being. We are restricting ourselves to the body so we feel that I am not capable. 
you know every day i keep on posting so many things you will find that once you read that thing once you read that blog or something like that you will find that you say ha yes of course i can do this i can do this or i can do this suppose you are seeing some latest video techniques and you know you may not know them before you read that thing but the moment you read them you say oh of course i know how to do this this is very easy okay it's like uh, you know now uh, gujaratis you know they make this uh, undiyu okay this is a very famous dish now for all all of us undiyu what is this undiyu that you are talking i don't know what undiyu stands for but the moment i start recounting it you know you will say of course in my place also we do the same thing oh you mean to say you mix all the vegetables together oh that is interesting we also do that you know we mix 3 4 5 6 vegetables together yes of course sometimes we even you know put the yam yam you know na suran suran as we call it we put the yam also of course and then sometimes we put that you know sweet potato you know that pink color stuff with uh, with a soft center yes we put that also you know tapioca in kerala and all tapioca is so famous so that white color thing inside of course we use that as well we have tapioca chips in our country so what says we can of course oh you mean to say that mixture of vegetables of course we do that also so then you have identified it maybe in your place it is called by some other name in somebody else's place it is called by some other name okay so you know hash browns <laughs> in america you have hash browns in india we call it cutlet bola potato ka ek cutlet rehta hai na wo hum log school we bola cutlet kya hai like you say you know, the americans will wonder what are you talking about <laughs> and the indians will say what is hash brown i don't know what is hash brown and then you will have the french fries what is french fries french fries are wo nothing bas it is you know you cut potatoes and you fry it all a fried potato apna india mein to every day every literally every second day we have potato in our food for that matter every country in the world has potato as a food by the way <laughs> doesn't mean one country it, it is called as french fries in some other country it may be called as something else so it's exactly the same but in different languages different way of putting it so what he says is like this till we do not have the knowledge the knowledge is actually within us we just have to identify what is undiyu what is french fries the moment is of course i know this i have we have eaten this before is the same thing happens to you when spiritual knowledge opens up when spiritual knowledge is told to you first time it looks like in a daunting thing french fries what is it french fries so very very big stuff okay all right i don't know whopper whopper burgers are there you no know, the big fat ones wala well, yes jagged jones likes to eat them what is a whopper i don't know what a whopper is what is it acha wo do paon ke beech mein sab item dal ke bechta hai wo wala cheez hum log kya vada paon khate hai aise so in our country we may call it by some other name in some other country it is called by some other name does it really matter you can identify in the same way spiritual knowledge is exactly the same you can identify the knowledge because you are already knowing it okay 
सो एवरी ह्यूमन बींग हू इज अ मटीरियल पर्सन इज ऑल्सो अ स्पिरिच्युअल पर्सन ऑलवेज नो दिस अनफॉर्चुनेटली यू विल फाइंड दैट दोज हू आर कन्फाइंड टू देअर ओन वे ऑफ लिविंग डोंट वॉन्ट टू नो द थिंग्स अब्रॉड ओके इन इन सी इन अदर कंट्रीज दे कॉल इट पास्ता ओके द सेम थिंग इन चाइना विल बी कॉल्ड एज नूडल मे बी द सेम थिंग डन इन अ डिफरेंट फॉर्मेट इन इंडिया इट इज कॉल सेविया आई मीन डू यू थिंक इट इज एनीथिंग डिफरेंट अबाउट इट इज वन एंड द सेम इट इज हीट और राइस और वन ऑफ दोज इज इट इट सो यू हैव राइस नूडल्स यू हैव हीट नूडल्स यू हैव ऑल काइंड ऑफ नूडल्स अगेन आई नेवर कूड अंडरस्टैंड वॉट इज रागी बाय द वे रागी मुद्दे आई वॉज वंडरिंग वॉट इज रागी ऑल अबाउट then one fine day i realized oh it is nothing but nachni nachni in maharashtra it's a food grain that grain is there all over the world you know why wherever there is less of rain this thing is grown it's a black color type of blackish greenish brown type of seeds tiny type of seeds they are like mustard only they look like mustard but they are grown because there is poor people they cannot afford to grow wheat or rice so they grow this these are poor people's vegetables i mean uh, uh, see uh, food. food so does it matter so ragi is nothing but nachni in maharashtra or maybe it is called by some other name in some other place who cares but that is the same thing you know i was wondering after such a long time of research i was wondering chia seeds are very good in omega 3 and omega 6 and all that I'm wondering, wow, this is a Chinese food, chia seeds. Bola chia seeds, and then I bought those dubbies, you know, of omega three and omega six chia seeds, and paid a bomb for them. Finally, when I went to India, I was researching what is chia seeds. I finally came to know they are nothing but sabja. You know, in India we have this drink called faluda. You know, faluda. You have those black color seeds inside, which bloat and become fat, and then we drink them. That is chia seeds. Oh, you mean to say chia seeds are that sabja? I also know. So in my country, sabja is known. So we have been eating sabja since a long time. Okay, and whenever, whenever we have, you know, uh, certain problems in our body, our mummy, you will put it in water and say, "Oh, drink this now." and then you will say i don't know like, i don't like so she will put a little bit of roo of zawar maybe some other you know pink color sharbat in it and give okay drink this now it is not sweet put some more so you will put some more and drink it <laughs> you know we we have been doing this since childhood we have loved these things you know that gola wala who comes outside our school you know the ice fellow he will come and and he will put one stick inside and we will suck it like that <laughs> Uh, what is all that i mean in india we call it gola wala okay some countries they call it slurpees what exactly is that is the same thing it's ice with colored water in it so understand this all of us know we are knowledgeable people so spiritual knowledge is well within us it is act- actually embedded inside of us 
so this person he is fully aware and completely different from the material body but because being mit- misled by misuse of his slight independence he is obliged to accept subtle and gross bodies created in the material energy and thus be subjected to the so called material happiness and distress so why are you subjected to it now think about it i was born in india so i am an indian oh you are identified by the place tomorrow you may be called uh, you know if you go, if you are born on mars now imagine a, a rocket goes to mars and the lady inside the rocket gives birth over there so next time when he comes to earth you'll oh he is a martian oh he is a martian because he was born on mars tomorrow or maybe that fellow is born on pluto or some other planet so he is he is from pluto you think that the body born somewhere is born because of some place or what nothing like that just because you are born in a country called india doesn't make you an indian just because you are born in a country which has bloody no name doesn't make it a no name person no a passport identifies us what passport i mean yesterday we saw for saw that new zealand person who joined this gang of isis isis people he is joined in syria so what is his nationality then is he a new zealand person or is he a syrian person or is he some other nobody knows we have absolutely no clue so we cannot identify ourselves because of the place again we cannot identify because of some parents with that we are born think about it like this you know i go to europe and i say i want a very good child with blue eyes and i go to a sperm bank over there and buy a sperm which is blue eyed sperm okay theek hai and i go to south america and i say i want one hot girl over there so i will take a egg from that place and maybe i'll go to united states and put the two together and create a baby over there okay and then i will tell an african lady over there okay now you you be a surrogate mother for this so who is the father who is the mother who is the who is it i mean what kind of a child you are the child may be born very cockeyed and all that okay his eyes are going left right and like that who knows and he may be having some very funny skin color we don't even know so does it make that person born to some lady in america as an american citizen or is he a european or is he a south american or is he an african what is he so this identification with mother father country place has no value understand this is what he is trying to say we get misled by this kind of things people get misled just because you think of yourself as born out of somebody you think of yourself as married to some person you think of yourself as you are dying in certain country who cares in the spiritual world we do not have anything like that we are not the body remember this forget that particular word i am the body you are not the body so this is the thing which he says he is obliged to accept subtle and gross body created by the material energy and thus subjected to material happiness and distress now material happiness i will tell you the person of indian origin 
okay was sitting in a parliament somewhere in arizona or one of those places and uh, it was in a that uh, you know answering questions and all i don't know what it is called okay committee so the governor or some such person of that state was uh, addressing the parliament that particular parliament at that point in time he saw these two people sitting who looked like indians because they were indian like you know so he is looking at them and saying you know your country has a great prime minister your country has this and your country after the whole period of that person was over these two got up and said we are americans so the indian looking people can they not be born in america they can be born no anybody can have a child in america you can come from africa and you can settle in india also no so bola ye african ka bachcha hai sorry boss wo bachcha india mein paida ho gaya to which country are you from which place are you from nobody can identify you so in the spiritual world there is no identification we do not have what is called as a false view of looking at things you should never have this false view of looking at life all right so he says these words therefore no one should lament for the passing of the spirit soul from the body so nobody should be worried that you know somebody is dead okay so the person is dead so what happens the bubble has burst so what is the big deal in that so hiranyakashyap who is such a great demon knows this matter very clearly because of the movement of water the trees on the bank of the river when reflected on the water seem to move similarly when the eyes move because of some mental derangements the land appears to move also and those who are intoxicated they see the whole earth is shaking you know that no when you are when you are completely intoxicated the whole earth is shaking you are not shaking <laughs> it's the same thing you will find that if you if you are taken a tub of water or if you are there in in a lake you will find the sun was reflected in the water in one end and then after some time it is reflected in another end and it appears that the sun which is inside the water has moved from one place to the other you think that the sun is a fish or what nothing like that the sun is high up in the sky is only a reflection which is moving supposedly so we are like that there is nothing real in this world it appears like that appears like that it's all fake all these instances are fake there is nothing real in that there is no movement by the way see today the earth looks very stationary you know like you can be sitting in one place can you see the earth is moving you will say no i can't see the earth moving but you know you will be amazed to know we are moving at over 6 lakhs you know 6 lakhs kilometers per second yeah that is the movement that we are having forget about 1 kilometer to travel 1 kilometer in your country in india will take about maybe 1 hour if you are in delhi or mumbai or some such place and in chennai to i don't know 2 hours <laughs> but we are moving at the rate of over 6 lakhs kilometers per second in one second so we have gone from one place to the other but we cannot see that we appear as stationary we appear as if nothing has happened you know the sun moves from east to west do you think the sun is moving or you are moving or the earth is going around is it it's a very very way it's a very stupid way of looking at things 
I think I am moving. That is your tiny viewpoint. That's a point of view that you have. It's the same thing, you know, today when we have our children, we say, doctor, banne ka, engineer, banne ka, ye karne ka, o karne ka. we are putting restrictions. You think if I put restrictions, I'll say, oh, son, you stop over there, okay? You can't do that. Life has to go on, it will go on. You cannot put restrictions on anything in this world. It is operating on its own steam. Same way life is going on. Today, just now, you can you go and stop the watch and say something? No, we don't have controls like that. It's the same thing over here also. The movement that is seen is continuous. It happens. So you have to let it be. So you should not get carried away by these kind of things. Otherwise, a mental derangement is what he says. Okay. Okay, so in the same way, my gentle mother, when the mind is agitated by the movements of the modes of material nature, the living entity, although freed from all the different phases of the subtle and the gross bodies, thinks that he is changed from one condition to another. So you also, you know, don't you feel that you have changed? You are a small child. Then now you have grown up. You have, earlier you did not have a beard and a moustache and all that. Now you have all those things. Tomorrow all this from black it will turn into grey. All that is going to happen. Okay. Today you may be uh, not having glasses, but tomorrow you may wear glasses. Who knows? Or may contact lenses or something like that. Who knows? The teeth will be there tomorrow. Today you can see that teeth. Tomorrow mm, you are going like this. No teeth inside your mouth. Who knows? Or maybe you are going to wear horse teeth and give it aside. Who knows? That can also so life is a continuous movement just don't get carried away by the movement you know movement makes us think you should see the old people they behave as if they have no bloody energy in them but put a tiger behind their back and see what happens they will run like nobody's business but they will appear in front of you I I can't do this I can't do that you can't do this and you can't do that but if when you are not seeing, what happens? There is a very beautiful poetry in Marathi. In that, uh, every day in the morning, the husband and wife are there, you know. The wife cooks some meal and gives it to the husband. And he sees that she keeps a very tiny amount of meal in for her, very small, small amount. So, he goes to work. And in the evening when he comes, she has eaten that little, this what she says. But she is putting on healthy weight and all that, okay. So the husband is a little bit, this thing, he says, when she eats only little meal, how can she, uh, you know, not have, uh, uh, you know, how can she be putting on weight and all that. So he says, let me one day quietly watch what she is doing. So he doesn't go to work that day. He hides behind somewhere. And then he watches. After the husband is gone, she takes out the snacks, sits in front of the TV and starts eating them. After some time, in the afternoon, the kulfi wala comes. So she takes kulfi from him. Then the bail wala comes. She takes bail from him. Then, you know, like that, full day she is eating something or the other. She keeps on spending money to all these fellows who come in a jal mudi and everything. 
and she will eat that. Jalmudi means bale, by the way. Okay. Jal means tikha. Mudi means, you know, kurmara, that uh, puffed rice. So, she is eating all this stuff and when he comes in the evening, she is already cleaned up and all that and she is stand, standing in front of him like, yeah, I have had my meal, of course. What? And then the husband says, oh my God, this is like a bloody fake thing, you know. She's eaten everything and yet she says that she has not eaten anything. This is how we all behave. We behave like hypocrites of the highest order. So he says, don't behave like that. Just remember you are the self, you are not the body. That is what the lesson is. He says, (coughs) everything is supposedly changing, you know. Actually the self doesn't change. The self that is inside of you doesn't change. In the bewildered state, the living entity accepting the body and the mind to be the self considers some people to his kinsmen and others to be these outsiders. Because of this misconception he suffers. Indeed the accumulation of some concocted material ideas in the cause of suffering of the so-called happiness in the material world. The conditioned soul thus situated must take birth in different species and work in different types of consciousness, thus creating new bodies. This continued material existence is called samsara. Birth, death, lamentation, foolishness, anxiety are due to such material considerations. Thus we sometimes come to a proper understanding and sometimes fall again in the wrong conception of life. We know, we, this is again a line, I think we have understood this line a thousand times. It's the same thing, you know, we accept the body, then we think that some people who have come with us are our friends, are our relatives and some people whom we don't like are our enemies. This is a misconception that everybody has. We are nothing but we are taking bodies after bodies after bodies and bodies. And because of that, coming in association with some body, we feel that we are related to them or we are friends with them and we are enemies with some. And that is the reason why this misconception continues in all our lives. And what happens to this human being? He has birth, he has death, he has lamentations, he has sufferings, he has happiness, he has everything. He has children. So he takes ownership of literally everything. There is nothing like an ownership. You are not supposed to take any ownership of anything in this world. Nothing is yours by the way. You think you can take something and go with you wherever you are going. Sorry, you can't do that. Nothing belongs to you. You are the self. You have come here just because you are associated with another body. You think that that body is your relative or somebody like that. There is nothing like that. This is a misconception. Sometimes, strangely, maybe one day in 365 days, you have the understanding that nothing belongs to you. 364 days you think that you are you own this, you own that, this one is your relative, that one is your relative. That one day or maybe two days or sometimes it is three days, we don't know. Maybe some discomfort in our life makes us think like that. Maybe there is a big jagada in the household that makes you think, you know, this life is worthless. Why the hell am I around over here? Nobody belongs to me. I don't belong to anybody. What is the point of this family? What is the point of these relatives that are there? They are useless people. They are of no use. One, two days only you will think like that. The rest of the days? Oh, they are my family. They are my friends. They are my relatives. This is a misconception. So he says this, you know. Thus we sometimes come to a proper understanding. Sometimes, very rarely can we come to a proper understanding. 
and sometimes fall again to the wrong conception of life. The rest of the time we have all wrong conceptions about life. 99.9% of the time we are having wrong conception about life. We think we own things, we think that we have children, we think we are married, we think that we have our parents, we think we have a country, we have a place, we have a location. All that is fake. In this regard an example is given from the old history. They involves a discourse between Yamraj and the friends of a dead person. Please hear it attentively. Imagine, Hiranyakashyap is telling. Okay. In the state known as Ushinara, there was a celebrated kingdom, Sujanya. When the king was killed in the battle by his enemies, the kinsmen sat down around the dead body and began to lament the death of their friend. So this is a story being told. His golden bejeweled armor smashed. His ornaments and garlands fallen from their places. His hair scattered and his eyes lusterless. The slain king lay on the battlefield. His entire body smeared with blood and his heart pierced by the arrow of the enemy. When he died, he was wanted he had wanted to show his prowess and thus he had bitten his lip and his teeth remained in that position. His, ba- his beautiful lotus-like face was now black and covered with dust from the battlefields. His arms with his sword and other weapons were cut and broken. When the queen of the king of Usinara saw their husband lying in that position, they began to cry, O Lord, now that you have been killed, we also have been killed. Repeating these words again and again, they fell down, pounding their breasts at the feet of the dead king. As the queens loudly cried, their tears glided down their breasts, becoming reddened by kumkuma powder and fell upon the lotus feet of their husband. Their hair became disarrayed, their ornaments fell, and in a way that evoked sympathy from the heart of others, the queen began lamenting their husband's death. O Lord, you have now been removed by cruel providence to the state beyond our sight. You have previously sustained the livelihoods of the inhabitants of Ushinara, and thus they are very happy. But by your condition now is the cause of their unhappiness. So the queens are lamenting, the husband is dead, they are standing in front of the body and they are crying away to glory. Like you know in most of the places in the world they do, you know like that, they do all that kind of things. So these queens are also behaving in the same manner. They are crying away to glory. O king, O hero, you are a very grateful husband and sincere friend of all of us. How shall we exist without you? O hero, wherever you are going, please direct us there so that we may follow your footsteps and engage in your service. Let us go along with you. So the wives are also saying the same thing. So can we follow the person who is dead? The time was appropriate for the body to be burned. But the queens not allowing it to be taken away continued lamenting for the dead body which they kept on their lap. In the meanwhile, the sun completed the movement for setting in the west. While the queens were lamenting for the dead body of the king, their loud cries were heard even by the abode of Yamraja. Assuming the body of a boy, Yamraja personally approached the relative of the dead body and advised them as follows. Sri Yamraja said, Alas, how amazing it is! These persons who are older than me have full experience and hundreds and thousands of living entities have taken birth and died. Thus they should, should understand that they are also apt to die, yet still they are bewildered. The conditioned soul comes from an unknown place and returns after death to the same unknown place. There is no exception to the rule which is conducted by material nature. Knowing this, why do they uselessly lament? Yamraj is thinking about these things and he is saying, what is this? Why are these women crying over here? It is wonderful that these elderly women do not have higher sense of life than we do. Indeed, we are most fortunate, for although we are children and have left to struggle in material life, unprotected by father and mother, and although we are very weak, we have not been vanquished or eaten by ferocious animals, 
Thus we have a firm belief that the Supreme Personality of Godhead who has given us protection even in the womb of the mother will protect us everywhere. So the thought is, why are these women lamenting? Don't they know? They are grown up people. They are such elderly people and yet why don't they understand? The understanding has to come, isn't it? With the growth in age and all, the person should know more. But why do all these old people behave like idiots? The Yamaraj is worried about it. So what he says? The boy addressed the woman. Now Yamaraj has come like a small boy. Okay. So the boy addressed the woman. Oh weak woman. Only by the will of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is never diminished in the entire world. Created, maintained and again annihilated. This is the verdict of the Vedic knowledge. This material creation consisting of the moving and the non-moving is exactly like his plaything. Being the Supreme Lord, he is completely competent to destroy and protect. So it is the Lord who does all these things is what he, the child is selling them. Sometimes one loses the money in the public street where everyone can see it and yet his money is protected by destiny and not seen by others. Sometimes you lose your purse somewhere, isn't it? So at that point in time the money is lost somewhere. Thus the man who lost it gets it back. Sometimes you find your purse. On the other hand, if the Lord does not give protection, even money maintained very securely at home is lost. Even now, you, we can have the biggest of the security networks. Okay. Oh. And even after that, still, you can lose everything. You may be insured and yet you may lose. See that Air Asia flight. The, the top boss said, you know, we can never lose our aircraft a few months ago. And today they have lost the aircraft. They don't even know where it has gone. It's lying somewhere in the ocean. It's the same thing. If the Supreme Lord gives one protection, even though one has no protector and it's in the jungle, one remains alive. Whereas a person well protected at home by relatives and others sometimes dies. No one is able to protect him. So sometimes, one who has absolutely no protection is at the at the mercy of the at mercy of the elements is protected by the Lord. And sometimes those who think they have all the protection in the world, that person is not protected at all. Even though conditioned soul receives a different type of a body. According to his work, but when the engagement is finished, the body is finished. Although the spirit soul is situated in subtle and gross material bodies in different form of life, he is not bound by them, for he is always understood to be completely different from the manifested body. So he says, do not mistake these two. You know, the body is under the control of the elements, but the divine soul is under the control of the divine Lord, just as a householder. Although different from the identity of his house, thinks his house is identical to him. So the conditioned soul, due to ignorance, Accept the body to be himself, although the body is actually different from the soul. Thus the body is obtained, obtained through a combination of the portion of earth, water, fire. And when the earth, water and fire are transformed in the course of time, the body is vanquished. The soul has nothing to do with this creation and the dissolution of the body. As fire, although sustained in wood, is perceived to be different from the wood. As air, although situated within the mouth and the nostrils, is perceived to be separate. As the sky, although pervading, never mixes with anything, so the living entity, although now engaged within the material body, of which it is a source, is separate from it. Yamraja continues, O lamenters, you are all fools. The person named Sujanya, from whom you lament, is still lying before you and he has not gone anywhere. That what is the cause of your lamentation? Previously he heard you and replied to you, but now, not finding him, you are lamenting. 
This is contradictory behavior for you have never actually seen the person within the body who has heard you and replied. There is no need for a lamentation for the body you have always seen is lying over here. In the body the most important substance is the life air which is called the prana. But that also is neither the listener nor the speaker. Beyond even the life air, the soul also can do nothing for the super soul is actually the director. In cooperation with the individual soul, the super soul conducting the activities of the body is different from the body and the living force. So the supreme divine consciousness is completely different. It is not to be mixed up with the body or the prana or the shakti or the five bodies that we have. Nothing. You cannot mix up these all these with the super soul which we call as God. The five material elements, the ten senses and the minds are combined to form the various parts of the gross and the subtle body. The living entity comes in contact with the material bodies, whereas high and low and later gives them up by his personal prowess. This strength can be perceived in a living entity, personal power to possess different types of bodies. So all the elements come together, all the senses, mind, body, everything coming together is like a concoction. It comes together and it creates this human being. What is it that runs the human being? The soul, the supreme soul. All this is running through the elements like prana shakti. We have to breathe in air. Breathe in and out. The air which comes in and goes out. That is keeping us alive. But is that the thing that is keeping us alive? See the body is lying over there. The air is there, isn't it? The air is there. Everything is there. Why is the body dead? That means something has gone away. What is it that has gone away? That is called the Jeevatma. As long as the spirit soul is covered by the subtle body consisting of the mind, intelligence and false ego, he is bound by the results of his fruitive activities. Because of the covering, the spirit soul is connected to the material energy and must accordingly suffer material conditions and reversals according to life after life. So what happens to this person? He is gone inside this body. And because the body, he thinks he is the body, he has to suffer from life to life to life to life. That means he is to take bodies after bodies after bodies after bodies. It is fruitless to see and talk to the material modes of nature and their resultant so-called happiness and distress, as if they are factual. When the mind wanders during the day and a man begins to think himself extremely important, or when he dreams at night and sees a beautiful woman enjoying with him, these are merely false dreams. Similarly, the happiness and distress caused by the material senses should be understood to be meaningless. In the daytime we are working in some company, we think we are the bosses in the company. That is wrong. It's the same thing like in a dream, you are, you are there with a beautiful woman and enjoying her. That you think that is happening. None of these things are actually happening. They are basically, the soul is not at all involved in these actions. Those who have full knowledge of self-realization, who know very well that the spirit soul is eternal, whereas the body is perishable, are not overwhelmed by lamentations. But persons who lack knowledge of self-realization certainly lament. Therefore, it is difficult to educate a person in illusion. If a person is deluded, can you educate that person? No, you can never. Try telling a Pakistani or an Indian that, oh, you are a world citizen. They will not believe in any of these things. Why? And tell a man you are not a man. Or tell a woman you are not a woman. She is going to give you one piece of mind or he is going to tell you what the hell are you talking about. You don't know. See, we are living in this kind of 
illusory world. There was once a hunter who lured birds with food and captured them after spreading spreading a net. He lived as if appointed by death personified as the killer of the birds. While wandering in the forest, the hunter saw a pair of pulling birds. In the, of the two, the female was captivated by the hunter's lure. O Queen of Sujanya, the male Kulinga bird, seeing his wife put into greatest dangers in the grip of providence, became very unhappy. Because of affection, the poor bird, being unable to release her, began to lament for his wife. Alas, how merciless is providence! My wife, unable to be helped by anyone, is in such an awkward position and lamenting for me. What will providence gain by taking away the poor bird? What will be the profit? The bird is ruined that his, the female bird is caught. So he is ruined, you know, what? why are you taking away my husband or my wife, like that. If unkind providence takes away my wife, who is half my body, why should he not also take me? That is the use of my, what is the use of my living? With half of my body, bereaved by loss of my wife, what shall I gain in this way? The unfortunate baby birds bereft of their mother are waiting in the nest for her to feed them. They are still very small and have not yet grown their wings. How shall I be able to maintain them? This is a false way of looking at it, you know. Please understand, even if both the husband and wife die, the child will grow up. God takes care of the child. The child grows up into a, a young man or a woman. Yes. I mean, don't think of yourself as indispensable. You are dispensable. You are not there just because of that. You have to understand this. Because of the loss of the wife, the Kulinga bird lamented with the tears in his eyes. Meanwhile, following the dictations of mature time, the hunter who was very carefully hidden in the distance released his arrow, which pierced the body of the Kulinga bird and killed him. Thus Yamraja, in the guise of a small boy, told the queen, You are all so foolish that you lament, but do not see your own death. Afflicted by a poor fund of knowledge, you do not know that even if you lament for your dead husband for hundreds of years, you will never get him back alive. And in the meantime, your life too will be finished. Just like the bird's life, your life will also be finished. Hiranyakashyap said, While Yamraja in the form of a small boy was instructing all the relatives surrounding the dead body of Sujanya, everyone was struck with wonder by his philosophical words. They could understand that everything material is temporary, not continuing to exist. After instructing all the foolish relatives of Sujanya, Yamraja in the form of a boy disappeared from their vision. Then the relatives of King Sujanya performed the ritualistic funeral ceremonies. Therefore, Yam, who is saying this? Hiranyakashap is telling all these relatives now. Therefore, none of you should regret or be aggrieved for the loss of the body, whether your own or those of others. Only in ignorance does one make bodily distinction, thinking, who am I? Who are the others? What is mine? What is for others? So this is the way in which a man makes false conclusions by thinking that they are related to each other. Sri Narad Muni continued, Diti, the mother of Hiranyakashyap and Hiranyakashyap, hearing the instruction of Hiranyakashyap along with her daughter-in-law, Rushabhanu, Hiranyakashyap wives, she then forgot the grief over her son's death and thus engaged her mind and attention in understanding the real philosophy of life. So, Hiranyaksha's mother, Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashyap's mother is Diti. Kashyapamuni's wife, right? That's how she got the children. So, Hiranyaksha, who was also a great sage by the way, though he is a demon, but he knows the entire thing. So, he is instructing his mother and he is instructing the wife of his brother, his sister-in-law as we call her. Hmm? And this is the end of the story.
story. Thus we end this particular chapter. So tomorrow we will do Hiranyakashyap's plans to become immortal. So we should, what is the purport of this lesson? The purport of this lesson is first and foremost don't think of people, those who are there with you as your relatives or somebody related to you. They come to you because of destiny. What we call as karma. We come together because of karma. Once that work is over, then the job is over and everything comes to an end. Alright?